everyone, and welcome to this conversation presented by White House Custom Color. I'm Jed Toffer. Thanks for listening. You know, my wife Vicki and I have owned and operated our photography studio, V Gallery, for 20 years now. White House has been our lab for the last 16 of those years, and we could not be happier. White House is a family-run business, just like ours. If you haven't already, check them out at whcc.com. And if you want to drop me a line, feel free to email me at jed at whcc.com. You know what? I almost what? can't believe this is happening. <laughs> I'm an avoider, you know? I think maybe you are. I haven't pursued. I don't know if I have pursued anybody for this podcast as much as I've pursued you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, <laughs> so part of it is, you know, I mean, I love what I do. I love this industry beyond anything. But I also, you know, I'm not out there speaking constantly or um, self-promoting myself as an educator or a teacher. I mean, I, I speak and teach in small amounts, but um, so I think I don't necessarily see everything, although I listen to your podcast. Oh, well, thank you very much. I'm, that's, a, that's nice to hear. Yes, I listen to yours um, and uh, get your shoot together. Oh, yeah. You know, because those are my peeps, but... Because uh, they're hilarious. They're, they are hilarious. And, you know, a lot of times I can say what they're going to say before they, they say it. Right, right, right. For various reasons. Let's start with this then, though, because that, that you saying all of that um, leads me to where I wanted to go right away. But I first of all, I would like you to introduce yourself and tell me who you are and, and anything else that I should know. Let's see. Well, I'm Audrey Wankett. That's, uh, that's the easy part. Um, mm -hmm. I've been creating portraits and, and uh, images that I used to, you know, say I wouldn't show from the very beginning, but I've been doing this for 35 years and mm -hmm. I still love it. I don't plan to retire. I plan to slow down, not retire. Mm -hmm. I'm married 37 years and three kids, four grandchildren. So that's the basic personal studio bio. <laughs> you, you have a, you have a barn on property. Is that how it works for you? Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, have 11 acres. I'm sitting in my barn right now. Uh, the studio is about 3000 square feet of the barn. I have a, the, the camera room, which is pretty large and uh, entrance, sales room, dressing room, bathroom, and office. And then we still have the horse barn with six stalls. I have three horses mm. and uh, two barn cats, three barn <laughs> cats actually, but one's having an affair with another family. So he only <laughs> once in a great while. Um, but uh, you know, out of the blue, he shows up. I used to always think he, he died. And then there he is, right? <laughs> he's, he's always healthy. So I think, I don't know where he goes, but he goes there for a week or two at a time and then comes home for a week, so. Oh, that's a crazy cat right there. It is, it is. And then, um, <laughs> yeah, my house is at the top of the hill. Uh-huh. I'm actually, you know, in Illinois, like you are, um, mm -hmm. but where I live, it's very hilly. So I- Yeah, the opposite of where I'm at. Yeah, I know. Right. I drive by where you're at once in a while. 
we don't know what to do with a hill. I would have no idea if, if I saw a hill around here, what to even think of it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, my house is at the top of the hill. My barn is about a hundred, 150 yards down the hill to, uh, mm. uh, you know, so it's, it's a, it's a long walk when it's raining or snowing. I used to take the golf cart, but I need the exercise. So I make myself walk now. <laughs> okay. You, you started to say it even before I could get into it uh, right away when we were, when we were discussing. Okay. Um, I want you to, I want you to talk about that a little bit more, how you, it seems to me like I have known you and, and for a long time and known of you for even longer than that. Again, we're, we're both from Illinois. And so we, we would go to the same, um, what APPI, all the Illinois stuff together. And I'm, I'm, I know that I, I don't even remember when we met Audrey or how that happened. It had to be a long time ago, um, during those days. Right. I met you the year before, um, Vicki spoke for the first time where she did like an early bird so, at APPI. Yeah. So like 2003, we would have met probably right around, right around in there. Cause I remember and, seeing you two little babies, you <laughs> wife, yeah. little kids, basically. Yeah. We, well, that, there was a time when we were, I suppose. Yeah. Um, but I, I, you have always seemed like the quiet master to me does that it kind of, i feel like that kind of goes along with what you were saying like you it doesn't seem to be in your nature to be putting yourself out there and to be stepping in the front of the line or to, or to wave your hands and say here i am but you're so good at what you do that that it seems to me like part of it is a shame that you don't speak up more. Well, and it's not a lack of confidence. It's not that at all. Um, I think for me, early in my career, I mean, because when I started in APPI and PPA, I mean, that was 33, 34 years ago, probably. And yeah. I was, you know, I was pretty young then. And... <laughs> You know, the perceptions, most of how I became me is from misguided perceptions. You know, when you're young and you see this beautiful work and you think that these people, you know, have the golden touch or they are very, very mm. special people or, or they have something that you'll never have or see, you know, inside you kind of, because you're just starting out. Right. You know, and so, um, and then as you, you know, rise in the ranks, your perception is, you know, you walk in a room or you do well in competition and you walk in a room and you feel like the, the eyes are on you, like a little bit. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and things like that. So, but I think that it's not a lack of, of, of confidence. I think for me, especially through competition in the beginning, because I think my work looks like it looks because I got into competition you know, from the start, I got certified, I did all those things to improve my craft. And um, I think for me, though, I was cautious, because every time I would compete with something, you know, I would see almost identical images the next year. 
Mm. And at first I'd be like, I don't even remember entering that. Wait, that's not mine, right? And so I think in the beginning, oh. it was more keeping my work to myself and my client. Oh. I oh. But that's immaturity. That's, that's, that's. Is it? Yes, that's immaturity when you're young. Because, um, you know, when people emulate what you do, I mean, my work is emulates, it emulates, you know, a lot of old master painters. There's, um, I have my mentors by the many in our industry, uh, people who have fed into everything I do, including you and your wife. I remember early on uh, when I couldn't figure out how to do something digitally, I just called, I called you. <laughs> how do I do that? Right? Yeah. It's tether. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, okay. So, so let, let, let me ask you this about that. You, you talk about the immaturity piece. Uh -huh. Is it because you were bitter at being copied? I'll, I'll phrase it that way. Not bitter. Mm -mm. Um, what, you know, I didn't want three things that look like mine when mine came up in competition. Oh, I, you know, that wasn't, it's, I wouldn't have said it was a bitter thing. Yeah. I don't want to be like anybody else. You want to be, you want to be your own, your own thing. Yes. And even as a juror now, I mean, I've been judging for over 20 years. Um, you know, sometimes you'll have images that come up and you'll say, oh, there's a lot of people taking Joel Grimes, uh, course. Right? <laughs> yeah. I, That's a perfect you know, example. Scale the carrots. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah. Yes. And yeah. the first time you see one or two, it's so dramatic and so beautiful. Sorry. Yeah. My phone. Yeah. That's all right. Uh, so the first time you see it, it's very dramatic. And then the second time you're like, oh, I, I like this series that this person's working on. And by the seventh, eighth, or ninth, you're like, okay, no impact, no creativity, no, you know. Right. So I think it's right. a mentality. It's more about the competition for me is what uh, fuels my, it, it fuels my confidence in this industry. It keeps me um, knowing that I'm relevant still after 35 years. And yeah. so when I compete, I, I want my work to not, I, I don't want the same background that somebody else has. I want everything to be a little different because um, I don't want the judges to be bored. Not that competition is the end all of anything. It is not, but it's what keeps me learning. It keeps me consistently trying to improve over what I did last year. In what is the end all? Is there an end all? No. No. Like to what end? Like you're doing, you do what you do. Right. 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 And you strive to be the best at A, B, and C. To what end? For what purpose? To make, well, two purposes. One, uh -huh. it's the biggest high there is in the world is to have somebody look at a piece of art you created and just love it. I mean, it's, yeah. it feels great. There's nothing like it. Right. And to make money. Uh, you mm -hmm. know, I, I like things. Right. Right. But also I, you, I get the, I like things piece. I do. I do too. And I like to make money so that I can have things. Right. right. That's just, that's just a truth. Right. But you also, uh, especially for an entrepreneur. And I think that sometimes people humble themselves out of this piece a little bit sometimes is that 
you have to make money so that you can keep doing what you love doing. Right. right. Otherwise you can't do it anymore. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and you have to, for me it, to do a, a higher end portrait, I have to set myself apart. Why would somebody drive? I'm in the middle of nowhere. And right. I've never been, you know, the person that sat there and said, Oh, that won't work out here. I live in a, you know, the edge of right. thing, basically. And um, people won't come here. I've never in my life thought that if you build it, they will come. People, mm. you know, if you mm-hmm. build the dreams, you know, people will drive to get something special. Right. And so I have to try to be different. If they drive all the way out here and spend, you know, some hard earned money on a big wall portrait and then their next door neighbor has something almost identical. Right. What value? I mean, it's still right. their children or their family. They still love it, but it did just come down about three notches. Sure. No, I get that. I, I feel as though you're just, I, I've, I've spoken with Allison Tyler Jones a bunch and she, she has this thing where she says, I don't want to make something that I can charge $5,000 for. I want to make something that's worth $5,000. It's like, I, and I, when she said that, a lot of things clicked for me. And I feel like that's what you're describing a bit from yourself. What, what, what's your mind? What's your frame of mind going into making an image like that then, or, or providing an experience and making an image like that? What does that, what does that process look like? So the, the first thing that is always in my mind is I have to be happy with it. Before even the client, I, I have to be, I can't settle for good enough. It, I have to have what I need so that they aren't compromising what they're, you know, what you they're have to I, be happy with it. I have to be happy with it. And I know that if I'm happy, um, you know, it's not like, oh, I've got it. Remember Napoleon Dynamite, the movie where she sets that whole thing <laughs> up and she's like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. The glamour shot is kind of a, kind of a, yeah. Yes. Deb. So I, you're so, right. Uh, and if it comes easy, if, if I've got a child that's really cooperating, I've got family that doesn't look like I, they're totally worn out. I might even push something at the end that I haven't tried before, you know? So, so do you um, run into situations part- where, where you're happy with it, but they're not, or even maybe a stranger situation and you might not run into this is that you wouldn't be happy with it. And they are. I've had, you know, I've had clients want the outtake, you know, I leave some of the outtakes in because they're so, they remind the client of, you know, when I'm doing my presentation, it reminds them of the session, of the silly things. And um, they want the portrait of the outtake? Like they want... People that, that will, will say, you know, that is so them. And that, yeah. that ends up being one of the main things. And so uh, I'm not, un, you know, anything I really dislike, they don't see. They don't see anyway, right. They right. don't see it anyway. Uh, but there are expressions, there are minute differences in expressions that, you know, I see the perfect museum expression, museum style portrait, Yes. but they might need the smile um, for their image, you know, and they might need, um, the little 
attitude, little arrogant two-year-old attitude look, you know, where I might think another one is a little bit better, but I'd say about 80 to 90% of the time people buy my final image in my slideshow, which is my favorite or the first image, which is my second favorite. Mm. They don't know that, but. Well, I, you use the, prim is it primacy recency effect or it's like the beginning and the end are the pieces that have the impact and the pieces that they remember? Well, I just, I put, I put them specifically there. So, uh, yeah. you know, I use um, ProSelect, you know, where you can do your slideshow uh -huh. in it. Uh -huh. So when I narrow down 17 to 24, the slideshow, uh, they'll still get to look at more images, but the ones that I narrow down, I sit there and figure out gut instinct. This is my favorite. So that goes at the end. And okay. this one's my second favorite. I'm going to put that at the beginning because the first image they see, they're already crying because their children's names came up on the screen. <laughs> right. That does it even just the names. Gosh, yes. Just the names. And so, and then that image comes up and they are like, wow. Right. Uh -huh. And then all the other images I'm very happy with that are in there. And then at the very end, the last image, I actually duplicate it. So it stays up a little longer. Oh, I get it. Yeah. Good trick. That, that's the final. Yeah. That's the last, yeah. the final one. So nice. So, uh, and usually that one of those two is the main image, the largest image that goes out. So. Oh. Tell me then, okay, so you're talking about the sale, and I think that's a, a very important piece for you to talk about um, because anyone that has been able to be in this industry and be successful uh, for such a long time, you're, you're doing something right. And I would guess that you're doing many, many, many things right. What, what is your frame of mind in that session, right? Like the sales session, I mean, you get done, they see that slideshow, right? They're probably bawling or they got tears coming down their cheeks. Maybe they want to watch it again. I've, you know, that, that's happened. Like, can we see it again? Uh, what, what do you do? What, where do you go right then? Do you sit in it for a while? Do you let them talk first? Do you jump? I mean, cause you're not, you know, you're not like jumping in. Okay. <laughs> right. Like, what do you, what do you do then in that moment? So after that, the longer at the end, the image is up there for longer, fades out, my logo comes up and it's just my logo small on a black slide. So it's very dark, still in the room. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I generally don't say a word unless it goes on too long. <laughs> and, After 10 minutes, you'll speak up. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, within reason, it's, it's not like uh, a uh, script that I follow. It's just- Right, 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 right. You're reading the room. Right, right. And uh -huh. uh, I wait for them to say, usually it is, I can't believe you got that many images. That's oh. usually. Yeah. yeah. Because parents are either next to the child or, um, you know, dragging the child back in, you know, <laughs> or, or. They were there. They, they remember. The husband, you know, I, I mean, I do lots of families. They're arguing with the husband the whole way here. Why are we driving this far? What are we doing? How much are we spending? Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know, it's those kind of things. And so, um, you know, it's the whole, the whole experience when somebody comes to a studio should be a great experience. It shouldn't be like yeah. standing in line 
and waiting your turn. Right. There shouldn't be somebody, right. it, it, what I'm doing, there shouldn't be somebody waiting in here, um, you know, while you're finishing somebody else up, especially with COVID. I mean, we right. I used to say, okay, I can take a second session on a day if I have to. Uh, but now I absolutely don't because I, I clean everything up. I, you know, spray everything down. Everything's. Of course. Now I have to completely, clean. completely different set of procedures these days. But my goal with the client is that my work sells itself. Mm -hmm. I just need to help them size up to the right size. Yeah. Get the, you know? get the right, get the right piece for the right spot, et cetera. Right. Talk right. to me a little bit about your style. We've we've touched on it a little bit, but I want to I want to go somewhere with this. Um, I, I it comes across as very intentional to me. Um, yes. I feel I have a very strong sense that you know and have known for a long time who you are and what you want and what you want your work to be. But dive into a little bit about what your style is from your perspective. So from my perspective. Um, my style is, has, is very classical, um, museum style. When I say museum style, um, you know, when you would look at a, a fine painting, everything that's painted in there is done with intention. Yes. And there might be, if somebody's, you know, wearing this color, there will be that color either in the curtains or the flowers yep. or whatever. I mean, yep. you know, I have a, a bank behind us here. Um, maybe 15 feet of urns with flowers. I mean, you want to see what I'm talking about? I'll show you that. Can you see it? <laughs> There's a lot of, <laughs> it looks like a florist shop. It does. It does. <laughs> so if there's, uh, girls or women in the portrait and I'm doing a flower arrangement, I do yeah. on the spot or the day before once they've sent me pictures of their clothing. So just like a painter would pick a little bit of this color. Yes. Subliminally brings you back into your subject. So that is my, right. what I love to do. Now I say that um, it would be nice if every single client came in and wanted ultra formal or semi-formal that, that signature look. What's a deviation look like then for you? That's I'm I'm curious about. That's one of the things I want to know. I also do very casual portraits, not casual like in shorts, but but still classically, you know, dressed. Even if it's jeans, you know, um, still really well put together. It might be an outdoor. It might be in my wildflower meadow outside. Oh, right, right. Baker meadow out there that is struggling in the ninety-four degrees today. Oh yeah, but, right, um, right. Uh, I do a lot of casual, you know, we're in Illinois, we're in the Midwest yeah. and where I live, there's even Packer fans. So we, <laughs> we have to be oh, the dreaded Packer fans. My wife comes from a family of Packer fans and it's tough. I'm yeah. not going to lie. It's tough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, okay. Tell me this then. I, that being said, um, who who are your influences then? Because I find it, I, I do, I have for years, I can look at an image and I can, and I can guess with pretty good accuracy if it's yours. And, and, and that that's been for a very long time, but I'm curious, like who in your mind shaped you the most or that you look to maybe intentionally, maybe unintentionally to, to come up, 
with where you're at or or did you purposefully not go that route and and glean from other people so you know when I was starting out or even in my first 10, 12 years, I didn't know really what a mentor was. You know, it wasn't like Mm -hmm. when I met people, they were my mentor. There were people that I looked up to and people that guided me. Um, Although she's no longer with us. Lizbeth Garina was probably a huge influence for me. She really under her wing was young. And I met her because we all used the same lab at that time. Mm -hmm. And she saw my work in the art department when she was visiting the lab and mm. saw a background and she loved it. So she asked who, whose work is this? I love her background. What is that? And so uh, she called me and wanted to know where I got the background. And I said, Oh, I painted that one. Yeah. And she asked me to paint one for her. And I said, well, I really don't paint them for other people, you know, flashback to, I don't want everybody doing the same thing. Right. But right. <laughs> I knew who she was and who her work was. And, you know, so, you know, I was like, like, yeah. I couldn't believe it. So I did paint her one. And then for about that year on at the convention, she would say, let's make breakfast and walk the print exhibit together. And she would walk up even to my own work, other people's work. She would say, what do you like about that? Do you like that camera angle? And I learned a lot from her. And she was a very quiet, elegant you know, woman, her work wasn't as stylized as mine, yeah. but it was every, you know, every bit Elizabeth Garina portrait. I mean, it yeah. was stunning. And so I had a lot of influence in my life from her and um, in the past. And then, you know, I learned from, you know, a lot of people, I liked Philip Cheris's work. I had studied with some people that had studied with him. I never did get to study with him. Yeah. Um, you know, I, we have a good friend, BB, William Branson. He studied with Philip chair yeah. at one point in his career. Yeah. And, and I remember I met him, uh, he came to my studio and, uh, I was so nervous. I didn't want him to, I'm like, okay, it's not nice enough. I need to paint. I need to move. <laughs> I need something. Right. He's very, very good friends, but, um, um, I love his, I love, uh, William Branson's work. It's yeah. Oh my. Phenomenal. Um, Greg Daniel, he does mm-hmm. more. Um, his work is looser and um, more, a little more contemporary classic, but beautiful. Um, and uh, you know, I really, I mean, there's so many people out there whose work, uh, Tim and Bev Walden. Yep. They come yeah. to mind. Um, yeah. It's funny. You've said a lot of the people that I would, that I would think that you might say just from my perspective, that it, that it makes sense. You, you mentioned your, your family earlier. Um, and I wanted to ask you a little bit about, I don't, I certainly don't want to pry, but I want to know for 35 years, you're, you've been a a businesswoman, an Mm -hmm. entrepreneur, and a lot of people that I've talked to, and, and mostly off the record conversations where, you know, women in particular will lament about how much time it takes to create and build and then run a business. And you've, and you've obviously done that and then and sustained that for such a long period of time through having a family as well. What, 
what did you do? Again, with intentionality, I suspect. What did you do to make that work all those years? Well, um, obviously, I was not a stay-at-home mom full time. <laughs> right. I right. Do that. Um, and so I picked, which for the most part, I picked. You know what I did during the week. Um, over the years, I, it's not that I charge more for a Saturday appointment. I charge less for a weekday. Oh, so I like I that. that a lot. I like that frame. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I charge less for a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday session than I do for a, a Saturday or an nice. after 4 p.m. Because if somebody wanted after school hours, um, then I'm giving up time with my children. Yeah. Uh, it's not that I wouldn't do it. I just wanted it to be worth worth it for, you know, done that. Um, my children are spread apart a little bit. Um, and so I didn't have a, you know, two in diapers at the same time. Right. So that helped a little bit. And my husband, Tony, he's always been a great help. I mean, if I need him, would need him to pick up or, you know, we would alter, you know, what we were doing. And the next thing is, is any, you take the school calendar at the beginning of the year and you put the, put everything you need to have in your appointment book in there. When our conferences, when is yeah. grandparents day, when yeah. is the Halloween party? Um, then as they get older sports, you put every football game in there. there right. You know, there might come a time where you say, okay, this is a really important client. They really need this date, you know? And you might decide, but once your kids get into high school football, you don't want to miss anything. You don't want no. to. So you no. make sure that that's in your book. So it's the intent. I, I hear it as the intentional piece. Again, you, you just come across as a very intentional person. And I think that that that's a really big deal. And I think it's, I think it's really a big piece of who you are and may potentially a big part of your success. Like you you make things happen with intention on purpose. I do, but you know, you're making me sound, you know, so um, organized and uh, with, well, you, my, are you not my studio and my work? I'm very organized. So, <laughs> so my, my office here in the studio is, is, you know, my sales room spotless, everything spotless, you know, all of that. Yeah. My, yeah desk in my house where I do most of my touching <laughs> once in a while I just get another baker's box and go well I haven't searched through that pile of paperwork in a while <laughs> you know I may know somebody that's very very similar to what you just described that's fantastic you know and then Tony you, you know my husband so he's an engineer right so yep. in the office in the house I have, you know, half of the room is my desk. I've got, you know, big printer, little printer for, you know, whatever I might need to print for myself. I don't print for clients or anything like that, but, you know, two huge ISO monitors, you know, yeah. then my laptop also open playing NCIS reruns while I'm retouching. <laughs> and then his desk behind me might, might have, one bill sitting there that he needs to pay tomorrow. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> maybe, else. maybe something. <laughs> there might be something on there. Yeah, that's and, again. Uh, you know, every file in his drawer is 
is labeled perfectly. Like I said, my clients, perfect envelopes, all the information's on there. It's all on the computer. I mean, everything I need to do there is, is that. It's the other stuff that, you know, sometimes. Other than your family uh-huh. and your friends uh-huh. and your clients, I'll throw in too. What do you really, really care about? Animals. Hmm. Animals. Horses in particular? Kitty cats and horses? So my my dog, I have the cutest little, she's not a little dog, I have the cutest dog. She's my buddy. Unless, unless there's a client here, she's in the studio with me or sitting at my feet while I'm, you know, retouching whatever it is. I love horses. I don't ride as much anymore. Like right now I have a three month old, uh, Philly. So oh, it's not like I'm going to go ride the mom. Uh, right, right, right. Right. And, um, I love animals. I love, um, I'm learning to love golf. <laughs> <laughs> that does require some learning in my experience. <laughs> So um, I started to play golf last year. We joined a country club. Oh, nice. Yes. yes. Um, I knew that, you know, I served on that board of directors in our industry for 11 Mm -hmm. years. And um, I was chairman of the board until March 1st. Yep. And my closest besties are all still on that board of directors. Right. Right. And so we decided a year before I was coming off of it that we're going to have to find me some friends. That Oh, really? We did. We said, okay, our kids are grown, right? Yeah. A lot of our friends have moved away that, oh. we were, that we were friends with when our children were younger. Yeah. Uh, my business, my, my home is on the property that my business is. And I don't mm-hmm. think that would be me if we moved and I had to open like in a small space. Right. Right. I mean, you didn't ask right. how many backgrounds I have, but it takes a lot of storage for 209 backgrounds. <laughs> oh, man, you, the similarities are scary. We yeah. we have lots of. Yeah, yeah. we Six, also have lots of stuff. Yeah, 60 chairs yeah. and. and yeah. Uh, I think we got to 34 couches at one point. That was our mm-hmm. that was at the top of the couch collection. You probably have a lot of couches, too. Yep. You know, it's, it's, and so, but you wouldn't be you, Vicki wouldn't be Vicki without being able to pull the exact thing that will convey what she's feeling. No. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That sets, yeah. it sets everything apart, right? That's happening tonight. She's got a big session tonight. And yesterday she told me exactly what she had. She knows exactly the piece that she wants to use. She, and she hardly ever uses it outside and she's going to take it out. And I was like, really, you're going to, and she is. And so I, that, that thought process is, is real. So let me ask you. So she's telling you because you have to get it down from storage and get it to where she needs it, right? She was telling me to be mentally prepared to help <laughs> a day in advance. That's helpful for me. Like she knows that about me. If I know, like not spur of the moment, if you tell me in advance, I, I can get ready. Right. If it's like a last minute, hey, I need to do this, 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 and this, and I need to do it right now, I'm more, I tend to be maybe more grumpy about that. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, even for me, I hand roll a lot of my backgrounds up. If they're not on the big 
roller canvas systems. If if they're muslins, then I I roll them. They're on poles and I roll them. I can do about two two roll ups during a session. I mean, these are 20 feet long. It takes a lot. And as I get older, which I have gotten older, um, I leave up what I finish with and including the furniture, it's just all left where it was. And, and, <laughs> and he comes home and he, he puts it back for me a lot. Of and he puts it back. Oh, he's a good man. Just so have, I mean, it's just, you know, I'm five, three, you yeah. know, he, he's much bigger and stronger. So yeah, um, yeah. He's over, he's over six feet tall. Yeah, he's six two. And you know, he, yeah. does, he does the heavy, the heavy lifting. And if I have a really, really, um, big session, like a, you know, a, a family with lots of small children, I will either schedule it for Saturday morning um, or Saturday afternoon, or he'll just go in late or come home early from, from his career job <laughs> to then. He is, he is a, I knew he was a good man. I know. I know that he is. But um, he, okay. I got, I got two things, two, two things. And they're, they're both a little bit cliche, but I do like to ask um, certain people, these questions, first of all, what because because you've been you've in our industry you've kind of been there and done that and you just mentioned kind of offhand your experience um on the ppa board you were president you're the chairman of the board that had a that had to be pretty hard right that's that's a hard thing that's to serve in that capacity is difficult it's it's a lot of work it's a labor it is a lot over a long period of time right um, given that all, you had all that experience and all the things that you've done, all the places you've been, all the people you've seen and relationships that you've made, what sort of advice do you have for people that are just getting in or have only been in for a little while into this industry mm-hmm. um, and that have aspirations, specifically the ones that have aspirations to, to do more than just, oh, shoot here and there and give their clients digital files. I mean, like the people that really want to make this a career or this is a huge part of their life and they want to exceed in this industry, uh, um, succeed in this industry. What do you say to them? So the first thing that I would say is education, education, education. And I'm not talking about rock star education. I'm not talking about, you know, the glitzy and the, and the, um, the sparkly things that they see when they go to convention or when they go. Not the shiny stuff. No, I no because that gets you excited. So see that I'm all for that. But again, don't, don't assume, you know, if somebody is out there speaking nonstop, then how are they doing that business that they're talking about? Mm. How is that all working? Be smart. Right. It's not to say they're not successful. I'm sure they are. But if there's if they're if half of their career is speaking, then something isn't clicking, right? right. Okay. So be smart. Go and see what because a lot of times that's where you're going to see what's trending, um, etc. But then take a business class. Study mm. Mary Fisk Taylor, who who it's business first. I mean, she's mm-hmm. a great photographer. But she is a brilliant business person, right? Girl knows how to make money. 
She knows how to make money and mm-hmm. she knows how mm-hmm. to make great decisions. You know, back when we started, you know, it was Ann Monteith that was teaching things like that. Yeah. Understand business because, yeah. you know, and marketing, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter if you have, you know, 10,000 followers or, or 100,000 followers, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you want to be an influencer, then be an influencer. But if you want to be a photographer, you need to worry about the 400 followers that are your clients and put in Instagram and put in your stories and put on Facebook, put what something that shows them who you are and what you're going to do for them. What, you know, my clients, even though I put beautiful portraits in Instagram, I don't, I don't only do my work. My clients will comment more on something personal. Oh, I see you have a new grandbaby or, Oh, right. Right. I love your new baby horse. Can we come out and see it? Or congratulations on your anniversary. And I can post the most beautiful portrait that might have won, you know, a ton of awards and scored really high. And it'll get like 20 likes. (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. But boy, put a silly portrait of my granddaughter carrying a chair around my studio trying to help me. 147 likes. Exactly. Right. So those are the things yeah. I would caution people, you know, and, and recommend education. Um, you can be the best photographer in the world, but if you don't um, follow through and do what you say, you're going to be a one hit wonder. You can mm. have the best marketing in the world, but if your work isn't great, you're going to be a one hit wonder to that client. Mm-hmm. And, and so, you know, you, you have to go to as many classes that teach you that it doesn't yeah. even have to be a photography class. You can go to the junior college and take business. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You, know, you can take right. marketing. I personally right. love our industry because then these people are talking about how to market, how to market or how to um, sell your business. There's this new thing called IPS. Yeah. Brand new. <laughs> Sorry. That's my personality, right? I know. It. I like it. I like that I little bite there. Friends. Oh, that's sarcasm, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but this IPS thing that became so big a couple of years ago. I, know. Was, uh, <laughs> I do remember the first time I heard someone say, I, I saw, I don't, I didn't hear it said, I read it, IPS. And I didn't know what, what IPS was. IPS. What is, what are they talking about? Ips. And then I, I had to look into it. I'm outing myself a little bit. And then I realized that it was in-person sales. And I'm like, oh, that's, I don't know. I'd feel like that'd be like someone saying DYC, like driving your car. Right. You know, like the I DYC. That. What? IBS. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. That but, resonates a little bit. Seriously, you know, and like when you talk about longevity and you talk, you know, yes, that, you know, whether you're learning it as something new because you're starting out in the industry or mm-hmm. you're still in the industry, every one of us has been doing sales. I mean, pr- probably the first five to six years of my career, you know, we were signing proofs out, right. And realizing that, that if we want to sell bigger images, we can't like hand a little box of four by five images and expect people to come mm. back and say, I want a 30 by 40 portrait. 
Right. So right. we've been doing that forever. I remember the Enniscope. Right. You put a proof on there. Yeah. Lift the thing, lift it, put it back. Right. <laughs> so, but the ones that are still in the industry that are really doing killer sales still, or starting out in this industry and doing killer sales still, are the ones that meet with their clients. Yeah. And help yeah. them make the big decision. Okay. Now you've you you mentioned earlier that that you you don't plan on retiring. You're not going to retire. No, I'd like to slow down. You want to slow down. So. My last question, mm -hmm. uh, and I've been thinking about this as we've been talking. Um, what's next for you, Audrey? Mo moving into the five years, 10 years, I know that you're going to be golfing. I yeah. know that you're going to be riding your horses and taking care of your animals. But what's next for you? You know, um, I've, I'm a homebody. So I love um, whether it's just watching TV when the weather's cold or sitting outside. Um, what's next is learning how to relax for more than 10, 15 minutes at a time. So um, send that, send those instructions to my wife. Would you find that out? Yeah. You know, she's hyper. She's like me. She's, she's goes a bunch of different directions. Yes. And, yes. Um, but I'd love to hear you say that you, 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 you understand yourself enough to realize oh, yeah. that that's something that would be good for you and that you want to do. I do. Mm -hmm. I do. I think though, as, as photographers, I think that everything we look at though is a potential image. Yeah. So I love the, I learned to love birds during COVID. I mean, when you are a creative person and you cannot create mm. somebody, what do you do? So all of a sudden I have cameras and tripods with long lenses in all my windows of my house, right? And I started realizing all the different species of birds that are in our yard. My kids made fun of us, right? <laughs> that sound kind of funny. Because why? Because I couldn't just sit and enjoy three months of not having to work, right? Right. I just right. had to constantly create something. So right, right. Uh, you know, I like that learning, how, learn how to relax for 10 or 15 minutes. That's a good, that's a nice aspiration. Yeah. You know, we have kids, uh, you'll see someday grandkids. It, yeah. Um, it's fun to, you know, go and watch them play t-ball and, and do all mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. um, but I also don't, I don't know that my mind will ever slow down a hundred percent. Right. Right. No, I like that. I like, you're going to, you're going to slow down. You're not going to retire. You're going to slow down a bit. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, this was great. Thank you for doing this. It, I, I finally made it happen. I feel as though I'm patting myself on the back because um, I just didn't know what I needed to do to make it happen. But I appreciate you taking the time and joining me for this today. This was great. Absolutely. And I love listening to all of your podcasts and I listen <laughs> to all the, the ATJ ones. Oh, yeah. She's, she's easy to listen to. She's one of the easiest people to podcast with because she just does all the work. She is. <laughs> Thank you, Fur, because I think that you bring out interesting, interesting stories from, from all of the people that we know from one direction and you kind of give us a different aspect. Well, I try to. I try. I, I try to ask. I, I never know. I, I rarely know what's gonna, what I'm going to ask because I'd like to go off on tangents. And then, you know, who, who knows what someone's going to say? 
I think so. it's much pressure and much, um, I think the best programs you can give is take all of your knowledge in and give a program, but give it from your heart. And it's so much more interesting than. Oh yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Well, thanks for doing just that. I appreciate it. Uh, thank you for your time and I'll see you at the next thing. Hopefully. Absolutely. Hugs to, uh, Vicki and the, and the kids. Thank you very much. Have a good one. Bye.